if you're a baby boomer, you're probably like I am, and you grew up in the 60s. I guess you could refer to me as a flower child, a hippie, a greaser, whatever. Times were pretty simple then. Our biggest decision of the day was the activity of the day. Rollerblading, kickball, maybe climb trees. We ran around until the streetlights came on and then we dispersed because it was our cue to go home for the evening. My father hated calling my name to come home. Back then, parents enforced curfews. And we all got along. We looked out for one another. We had our disagreements here and there, but they were always worked out somehow or another. And here we are some 60-plus years later, most of us. We've raised our families, and most of us, if we are lucky, have grandchildren. And if we're really lucky, we're in good health, in time to enjoy our sunset years. Yeah, right. For some of us, we have decided to work as long as we can. Others have decided to retire and travel. Well, times aren't so simple any longer in the year 2018, are they? I was sure by the time I reached 65, we would be living like the Jetsons. But when you think about it, we almost are, aren't we? We are connected to the Internet, and everybody I know of has a mobile phone or iPad. We no longer sit around the table together for dinner to talk. Instead, we are texting or reading. Our children are learning about technology at a very early age. My grandson is going to get a tablet this year when he starts kindergarten. And he's going to be enrolled in a a bilingual program, English and Spanish. My older son and I, we were having our Saturday morning breakfast. And we were talking about today versus yesterday and family values. How much it has changed. I remember when my husband and I purchased our first home. Our first thought was our children. We wanted them to have a place where they could play in safety, have a swing set, a sandbox, and friends to play with. We made sure that the neighborhood we moved into was safe, as much as any neighborhood was safe back then. We were all stay-at-home moms raising our children, so we looked out for one another's child. We took our children on vacation up north so they could experience nature, and learn to just be themselves and explore their surroundings. And they did. They learned how to fish, dig for clams, and have bonfires in the evening, and played while the adults talked and laughed. There were no cell phones or iPads back then. Heck, there weren't even laptops to get in the way of good conversation among friends. So you're probably wondering where I'm going. Well, I'm getting there. So back then and now, I was in church the other day and the pastor had a message for us that really hit home. And I thought to myself, I can't be the only person thinking about what is going on in the world, can I? You could hear comments and amens in the crowd as he continued. And sad but true, he was telling us like it is. He quoted statistics about behaviors such as pornography, abortion, immigration, and addiction, and how we have become desensitized and complacent. He spoke of the mass killings in the United States and in countries around the world, families fleeing from their war-torn homes, seeking refuge and safety. 
He spoke how quick we are to anger and lash out against one another and atrocities here and around the world. Here's a for instance. Friday, as I was sipping a cup of coffee, I was reading the news feed from Yahoo. I was scrolling down the page and there's a picture of Kylie Jenner's butt. There is no ordinary butt. This butt is huge. And then below it is the following headline. Kylie Jenner and Kanye West named Times 25 most influential people on the internet. After I nearly choked on my coffee, I thought to myself, we are in big trouble if time thinks Kanye West and Kylie Jenner are most influential. I'm so glad my daughter has grown up because if Kylie Jenner is considered a role model for my daughter, I have to say no way and I don't think so. What the heck happened to modesty? I was taught to dress like a lady and be careful what I wore in public so I wouldn't invite unwanted attention. My dad was pretty strict about that. And look around today. The style has flown the coop. Women walk around in their underwear or close to it. There is no such thing as modesty. Life is more than movie stars and plastic surgery. In fact, it makes me sad to think that Kylie Jenner has no respect for herself or her body and no direction from her mother, who is just as bad. I mean, who buys butt implants? And what the heck is wrong with the media? Are they bored reporting about mayhem running amok around the world? Think about this. If we stopped reading the stories, we could get back to real news. Check it out. There's a cartoon called Our Cartoon Presidents. I kid you not, it's on Showtime. This is no joke. The whole Trump family stars in this show. Are we supposed to take our presidents seriously? Billy Graham's daughter was interviewed on the early show and was asked regarding the attacks on September 11, hurricanes, earthquakes, mass shootings, how could God let something like this happen? And her response was, and I'm quoting, I believe God is deeply saddened by this, just as we are. But for years, we've been telling God to get out of our schools, to get out of our government, and to get out of our lives. And being the gentleman he is, I believe he has calmly backed out. How can we expect God to give us his blessing and his protection if we demand he leave us alone. In light of recent events, terror attacks, school shootings, etc., I think it started when Madeline Murray O'Hare, she was murdered, her body found recently, complained. She didn't want prayer in our schools, and we said, okay. Then someone said, you better not read the Bible in school. The Bible says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we said, okay. Then Dr. Benjamin Spock said we shouldn't spank our children when they misbehave because their little personalities would be warped and we might damage their self-esteem. Dr. Spock's son committed suicide. We said an expert should know what he's talking about. And we said, okay. Now we're asking ourselves why our children have no conscience, why they don't know right from wrong, and why it doesn't bother them to kill strangers. 
their classmates, and themselves. Probably, if we think about it, long and hard enough, we can figure it out. I think it has a great deal to do with we reap what we sow. Funny how simple it is for people to trash God and then wonder why the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Funny how we believe what newspapers say but question what the Bible says. Funny how you can send jokes through email and they spread like wildfire, but when you start sending messages regarding the Lord, people think twice about sharing. Funny how lewd, crude, vulgar, and obscene articles pass freely through cyberspace, but public discussion of God is suppressed in the school and workplace. Are you laughing? Funny how when you forward this message, you will not send it to many on your address list because you're not sure what they believe or what will they think of you for sending it. Funny how we can be more worried about what other people think of us than what God thinks of us. She's pretty right on. We all have different beliefs of who God is or isn't. When bad things happen, we blame God. We blame anybody and anything but ourselves. Isn't it man and woman who have free will? There are choices, right and wrong. Isn't it men and women making choices to kill regardless of the consequences? It sounds real good when you are doing the deed, but in the aftermath, when caught and jailed, they find God. Like all of a sudden, because they found God and God forgives, they should be forgiven. When you take a life or lives, they are gone forever. There is no second chance for them. We are out, not outnumbered. We should all stand up and say, enough, enough of this nonsense. Well, I guess by now you get my point. What kind of legacy is left after the last of our generation passes on? We could end up like a sci-fi movie, living in a barren world with a handful of survivors foraging for food and shelter. Sounds a bit biblical, doesn't it? Until next time, this is Chris at Life After 65 signing off.